Ну, знову таку. Leon, 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 Leon,
in fact, I'm gonna turn up and up and up right this very second. So it sounds even more cute. I think I'll take the name of 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 Right, so I uh, was having way too much fun with that mic. What I've had to do now is just turn it down. So it's still here. I've still got it up and running. It's just that whenever I want to use it, it's not going to work. Because I forgot to turn it on. It's just that whenever I want to use it, I have to turn it down, 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 down. The sound from the interface is just interfering with the audio and it's just not good. Let's get back into the topic at hand, which is the story that I'm going to be talking about today. I've decided to talk about the time I had circle time at university. Circle time at university. Let me say that one more time. Circle time at university. Right. So I was dating this girl and things weren't really going the best. I admittedly wasn't the best boyfriend at the time. I would like flirt with other people and whatnot. And it turns out that I was just like, you know what, I'm clearly not ready for this relationship because I'm not ready to give up this single life. I was very honest and open. I didn't like cheat or anything. That's for another story. But in this instance, I hadn't cheated or anything. I just wasn't respectful to the relationship. And I said, for that reason, I feel like we should we should end things. And next day now, in fact, in fact, for the benefit of my boys, I'll give you guys the full story. So I'm sitting in the library and there's this girl who happens to know a girl who I moved to in the first week of university who never texted me back. I'm a buzz. No, no, I'm a buzz. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, so she te- she I got her number first week of university. She never texted me back. That was the end of it. And I happened to... It, it just so happened that this girl, my ex's friend, was friends with this girl who never texted me back. So I was like, oh, you know, how do you know so-and-so? And she goes, yeah, we went to a job interview at the same time, really hit off, blah, blah, how do you know her? I was like, obviously, you know what I mean? Like, freshest week university, and that got bare numbers. Not one of them texted me back. <coughs> yeah, anyway, so... <laughs> She gets to saying, like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. We just casual conversation. She now goes to tell my ex, oh, Rashad is really feeling my friend. He was like, why didn't she text me back? And obviously my ex is like, why did he say that type thing? Like, why is he Why is he on that type B, you know? Rashad X text back type B type thing, you know what I mean? He's like, why is Rashad on them thing there? I'm like, <laughs> What? I didn't say that. So I told my ex, obviously, this is what I said, blah, blah, blah. And she's pissed the whole night. whole night she's pissed. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here to have fun. I'm, I'm at a club. I'm here to have fun. 
she's obviously there. The girl who didn't text me back is there at the club as well. My ex is there. My friends are there. Like everybody's there. And apparently, <laughs> my ex was watching me the whole night. I'm thinking, like, I get you're annoyed at me, but surely you haven't paid money to just stand there and stare at me in the middle of the dance floor because regardless of where I go, people who have been out with me know that I like to dance and I like to move around when I go to clubs. I don't like to stay in one place. I'll just, at one point, get up and walk around on my own, talk to strangers because clubs are one of the few places in the world right now where you can have a conversation with a stranger and it's not socially abnormal. People go to clubs and they converse with people they've never seen before, knowing they're never going to see these people again. So there's no kind of pressure to make an impression on this person. And therefore, I do it all the time. It's a lot different to like going to the library these days and picking out the same book as some some girl on this land. Like, these kind of things don't really happen anymore. Why is my thing not charging? I'm a bit confuzzled. ATM. Hello? Sorry, my laptop is just not charging for some reason. I don't know what that's about. But anyway, so she's now standing the whole three, four hours or whatever it is. And I know she's pissed. I leave the club. I get messages saying there's a big fight going on outside the club. My ex is involved. And I'm smirking because I'm like, I'm in my room because there's no way she can get into this building because she doesn't live in this building. She doesn't have access card to this building. I'm in the building in my room at three in the morning. I'm like, whatever issues there are, I'm going to have a good night's sleep and deal with it tomorrow. Boy, boy, boy I, I wrong, wrong. I'm there laughing in my bed, and I hear, I'm like, there's no way. There's absolutely, positively, absolutely, positively, positively, absolutely no way this girl's gotten into the building. Not only got into the building, but knocked on my door at this time of the morning. And lo and behold, this girl had knocked on my door at this time of the morning. <laughs> oh, my days. Whole whole time I'm laughing because I'm like, I already know what's up. I already know what I'm going to say. And this is an explain to obviously. Clearly, I'm not uh, ready for this relationship. Um, and then what I would call it, and what some other people may not call it, but what I would call it was emotional blackmail. Because she's sitting in my room. She goes, oh, I love you, crying and shit. And I'm like, uh, it sounds mean when I put it out there, but we weren't together for that long maybe like three months. And I get that university time is for some reason amplified, like everything just happened so quickly. But me personally, I was like, I don't know what to do in this situation. I literally texted my boys as well in the group chat, like, yo guys, I'm single now, you know, bachelor's life and all that. And then the next day came, like, what, what, what happened? I was like, just I just had no words for what happened because I didn't quite know what happened myself. <coughs> so fast forward now and not even fast forward, it's the next day and 
the girl who lied to my ex about what I'd said about the girl who never texted me back was like, we all need to have a talk about what's happened last night. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Bearing in mind, me and my ex had already discussed the events of that night. I felt like that situation had been resolved between the two of us and that's all that needed to happen. And instead, I'm getting up at nine in the morning now to have a conversation with me, my best friend at the time, my ex, uh, and the friend of my ex. Talking about, I honestly can't remember what they were talking about. I completely shut off. Like I don't have any memories of what anybody said. I remember shouting because <laughs> just the points that they were saying were just ridiculous. I was like, oh, no, no. And then they were like, oh, look. The fact that you're getting angry and emotional shows that this, that, and whatever. I'm like, no, I'm getting angry and emotional because <laughs> stupid people make me angry and emotional. You, you ever have a conversation with someone and they're just not understanding the points that they're giving have no relevance to the situation. They're lying on top of that, just putting points out of thin air, and it just makes you angry. Just angry. And that's what happened. I just got so angry. I just got so so I was like if this is how they're going to treat me if they think that me getting angry is a response to the situation and not a response to the conversation that we're currently having I would just stay quiet if I stay quiet then there's no way they can throw me under the bus because I haven't said anything to be thrown under the bus for right 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 Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> so conversation ends now. And my best friend at the time, who I thought had the most sense out of the other three people in the conversation, was like, I'm not going to lie, Richard. Your silence is speaking volumes right now. I'm like, what are you talking about? Bonks my head on the mic. Sorry, the charger wasn't plugged in properly. Now it's charging again. My laptop was literally about to die because I'm not twelve percent. But yeah, she's like, "Your silence is speaking volumes right now." <laughs> like, bro, you're supposed to be on my side. Like, I thought you had my back in that. Felt so betrayed in that moment, man. Because now I look like a dickhead who shouted and then didn't say anything. So now his silence means, and it's just like, what? So when I'm shouting, it means this. But when I'm silent, it also means this. It's like, I'm literally doing the opposite of what I was doing earlier. For you to call me out on something. And you still call me out on that thing. I kind of knew from then that the situation was not going to be resolved in that conversation. And as I said, I don't remember that conversation. It was so useless to me that I have literally no memories of it. Other than those two moments. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so this circle time at university resolves absolutely nothing. And I guess the teaching points for all you listeners out there that don't know me, that listen to my content for information about life, death, and everything in between, because that is what this podcast is about. It's not about no fucking intro. It's not about no fucking outro. It's just about life, death, and everything in between that. So for those of you that don't know 
the full, full context. And we will get to piecing together these parts of the story eventually. But for those that don't know, the teacher points was that when you're at university, as I said, everything is just amplified. You make best friends during Freshers' Week. And I'm, I truly mean best friends because the friends that I made during Freshers' Week are still the friends that I have to this day. Not all of them, but the four, sorry, three friends that I have that are, I'm still very close with at university, from university, are the people that I met during that week because that week is just constant it's constant it's constant if you're not doing freshers week constant then you're missing out and that's not to say go out and party every day and every night there's so many things to do so many different socials so many different events games freebies you know and parties as well that it's just so impossible for you to not meet someone on your wavelength and even if you don't go out during freshers week in fact let me scratch that you don't need to go out and do all these things even if you choose to stay in your flat there's going to be a handful of people who choose to stay in their flat as well you're going to bump it in the kitchen and from 6 p.m to 6 a.m it's just going to be you and the people in the kitchen because from 6 p.m people are going to start to get ready they're going to be playing their own music in their flat they're going to be linking up with their friends then they're going to go out at like eight nine o'clock nine ten o'clock eleven twelve o'clock they're not going to be in the flat until they go to a party. Some people might go back to another girl's house. Some people might go back to another friend's house for an after party. So between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m., the flat is yours. You're going to bond in that time every single day for that week. And time, as I said, is just really amplified at university. Everything is amplified. The drama is amplified. The stress is amplified. You step out of university, you look back, and I've seen it. People look back and go, rah. I've never been that stressed in my life. People who have been unemployed for three months have said that, like, I've I've seen it with my, my own two eyes. People who have been unemployed for three months who, like, have bills to pay, they have cars to pay off, they have, like, you know, long-distance relationships. Sorry, I'm really calling that one friend right now. <laughs> you know who you are, bro. But um, he was not nowhere near as stressed in those moments as he was when he was at university. I've seen people who... I'm really just calling out my friends here, but people who applied for jobs that the way this guy applies for jobs is he doesn't apply to multiple. He applies to one, he puts all his energy into that one application, and you know, for him, that's what works. I've never seen him anywhere near as stressed as when he was at university, even though applying to this job was like at the time his only option because, as I said, he only applies to one job at a time, but there was no fear in him, there was no like, oh, da, da, da. but at university. Everything is like, if I don't do this, then that's it, I'm a failure type thing. It's it's ridiculous to see that. And I don't get what it is. Maybe it's because everyone around you has the same mindset and it's kind of, I don't want to say hive mind, cause then, but I've just finished watching Stranger Things, so maybe I will use the term hive mind. But it's just that everyone is going through exactly the same thing. And it just makes it harder for you to see the bigger picture. Because it rarely will you go to someone at university and they'll be like, yeah, I've got my life figured out. It does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen at university. There are some people who have exactly, um, who have a plan and stick to that plan exactly. They're going to go to university for two years, do a placement at this place, work at that place after they finish university, become a manager, have kids, like all of that. They've, they've got their life sorted. There are some people who do have their life sorted. 
but there are also some people who don't have their lives sorted at university and a lot of people the reason a lot of people go to university unfortunately is because they don't know what to do with their life and because they don't know what to do in their life instead of simply doing nothing and stepping back and thinking about it they just go oh, i'll just go to uni everyone that's what everyone does so i'll do it as well and that leads to some serious adverse effects not just academically but socially as well and that is as i said the purpose of the story to understand just a small fraction of the social aspect of university because at the end of the day that story that i just told you that one story that has stuck with me for five years now because yes i was 20 years old at the time having a fucking circle time about about <laughs> i don't even know what about to be honest as i said at that time in my life i hadn't cheated on my ex so yeah i wasn't being respectful to the relationship and i opened up about that we me and my ex had a conversation about that that situation had been resolved so this circle time that seemed to seemingly need to happen didn't need to happen but as i said at university everything is just amplified it feels like there is only a, a certain way to handle the situation and that is to talk it out all of us and it's like no i look back on that situation and think why did i leave my room there's nothing forcing me to leave my room i could have just stayed in, in my yard you know but as i said ah yes Oh, they know he's going now? Yeah, he's packing up. I just went back to my computer to check in. Have they finished packing? Yeah, they're out there. They're going to give him a minute. Yeah, I'm out there. I'm going to take it. Ah, give me one sec, guys. So sorry, guys. Um, my neighbour is moving to Ghana with her son and mum. So I just want to say goodbye to the little rascal. He's only what? Five, I believe, just on five. Or he's turning five this year, something like that. Or he's turning six this year. He's turning six this year. He's turning six this year, six, five. Um, yeah, so I just want to say goodbye to him. It's quite a big change in his life. I think the plan is that he's coming back, but not for, like, a long time, a few years. Oh, sorry, I'm tired. Just ran off and down the stairs. Uh, <laughs> I should have... <laughs> Maybe waited about 30 seconds before hitting record, but hey. Hey ho, what was I talking about before? <laughs> Let me check real quick. Yeah, that's what I was saying. There's, there was nothing forcing me to leave my room. I could have just stayed and just chilled and enjoyed my time. But instead, I felt like I needed to. There was this, this kind of urge, this like social pressure to get involved with the drama. And a part of that, yes, is my own mentality. There are some people at university who don't get involved in drama at all and they have a completely different experience to what I had and I'm not saying that the experience that I had is the experience that you're definitely going to have I'm just saying be mindful that there are so many things that are amplified at university and you should be wary of that when you go because or if you decide to go because that's something that no online talk or no school is going to let you know about no open day is going to let you about they're just all going to talk about the academic side of it and whatnot which is good you do need to know about that side of university because there is a lot of new information that you need to process but the social aspect of it and i've got so many stories about so many different 
scenarios my like about myself about other people that I've seen that is just ridiculous to me thinking back like in a real world scenario would that happen hell no but while you're at university that is your real world it's like when you're in primary school and you fall over and scrape your knee that's your day finished you know you can't run around with your friends anymore your knee's done like that's your, your whole world is falling apart you look back now and think you, you scrape your knee 99% of the time when I get cuts and scrapes and bruises I don't even cry anymore. I fractured my finger and I said, bruv, I sleep it off, man. I really, <laughs> that, that is a true story, guys. When I, when I fractured my finger, I really tried to just sleep it off. And <laughs> obviously it didn't work. I ended up going A&D and they were like, yeah, your finger's fractured, mate. <laughs> but, um, but no, like when I was in primary school, I would scrape my knee in the ground. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's like when you're in different stages of your life, different things mean, like have a different value of meaning. And at university, the social aspect, in my experience, was everything. If I didn't have a good social standing, well, this is during first year. By second year, I'd given up. And that is a quick side story where we would walk around campus and people that I had annoyed, I'd never seen these people. Yo, you're that Don from the club last night, innit? Yo, yo, I know you, I know you. And it's like, the first couple of times people say it, like, yeah, I feel famous. And then it's like, it would take us 15 minutes to go from our flat to the library and it's a two minute walk. And that's not an exaggeration because we'd get stopped by so many people just to say hi and not like get stopped, but like, oh yeah, you're so-and-so, you know what we're saying? Like, chop it up and then, take two more steps or well, not even take two more steps like as we're talking to so-and-so another couple so-and-so's will walk by and then half the friendship group will stay with the first people that we interact with and the half will go to the second and then like it would just be kind of that kind of repeat effect and it just it, yeah, it just got long so my second year and then when i started a new course as well i was so anti-social by choice because i, I realized that it is negatively affecting my time at university and I do enjoy the people that I hang around with. I don't enjoy the extras, the extra stuff that comes with it. So I just took a step back from it. But the moral of the story here is university, everything is amplified. So be prepared for that and don't let it or try not to let it affect you in a negative way. That is the first podcast I recorded A without any notes B, B successfully using because a little confession guys I have recorded two podcast episodes before this and I've been upset and didn't release them because the quality of them weren't as good as I thought simply put it I thought I was adding reverb to certain points because on GarageBand, while you're recording, you can turn up the sliders of reverb. And I would do that periodically if I needed to. But obviously, if I turn them back down, then the reverb is gone. And I didn't realize that until after I played it back and I was like, wait, where's my reverb at these periodic points? They weren't there. And now I've, you know, <laughs> I've clocked it. I've got two mics. I just do one channel with reverb. 
one channel would I would have said that in the wrong order. <laughs> but who cares? Nah, shoot me. Don't shoot me. It might hurt. And then I might actually cry from pain. Maybe. I, I don't know, you know. I don't think I would. Anyway. I'm rambling right now. This has been the Project Podcast. The podcast without an introduction, which is a word I made up for this podcast. I am your host, Project R, and I will see... Well, I won't see you in the next one because another thing that I mentioned in the other two podcasts that I haven't mentioned in the start of this podcast is that I'm going to be switching from audio and video only to audio on audio and video only from audio and video to audio only because i do enjoy making podcasts i do enjoy recording them but editing them and uploading them on youtube adds another pressure that right now i don't need because the way my room is set up it isn't ideal for video recording i've got a new desk since the last time i video recorded an episode I have other options I could record downstairs, but I've got like a mini home studio set up right now where I've got some foam on the walls. So it just makes the sound quality that little much more better. So it's like, why would I record downstairs unless I have guests? Because I'm not going to squeeze some guests into this corner of my room. I would have it downstairs. But um, yeah, if I wanted to sit back and relax and enjoy the the mechanical arm... The mechanical arm give you guys a little bit of <coughs> a little bit of ASMR. This is for the this is for the loyal listeners. I know how I know how media works, guys. Don't don't get it twisted. I know how media works. People's attention retention isn't the best. There are a select few people who actually listen from start to finish, and this this is for you guys. I hope you got your headphones in. I hope you got your expensive £100 headphones in so you can hear the quality of my voice. I'm going to swallow so there's no spit when I'm talking. One sec. No homo, no homo, no homo. And I'm going to give you guys the ASMR experience of your life. You ready? You're now listening to the Project Podcast, the podcast without an introduction or an 